0: Hey guys, welcome to episode 139 of Inside the Cage, Scott and Mark was here, as reliable as ever. How are you, mate? Good? I'm not bad, mate, buzzing for this week, absolutely good. buzzing at my tits, um,
1: but mm-hmm. I stressed out my box, that's a different story.
0: Yeah, yeah but a good week, um, obviously London this weekend. um yeah, can't wait, man, really looking forward to it. Yeah.
1: Cannot fucking yeah. wait to get in that arena, man, the atmosphere is got to be fucking incredible.
0: No, no, it's going to be amazing, mate. I think right from the start. I know you and I had talked maybe like we possibly might miss the first fight, but I've heard rumours that Tupuria is going to be on first. Yeah, I don't have a mess that for fucks sake. Absolutely not, mate. You and I have raved about Tapuria for months. There's no way I'm missing the layer Tapuria. Tupuria. No, hopefully that's not the case. I thought i seen Jai
1: Herbert was, head, was headlining at like the pre-P's or something like that, so oh. I don't know, I
0: can't remember. See, to be honest, there's, there's so many the different things. Apparently Paddy is the co-main. Eh, sorry, is the, I, the co-main.
1: I thought I seen Paddy was third.
0: Nah, uh, on the UFC website he's second, but um, sorry, no, he's not the co-main. He's not the co-main. Paddy will be third, but on the UFC's website he's second. You know, he's the second last fight. Yeah, who knows then? Um, so I don't
1: do know. It? No, because um, I don't know. Who knows? We'll find out, but it's to be like later on in the week. But I um, buzzing for man. Cannot
0: fucking wait to get, to get to London this weekend. Me too. But first of all, we have to look back at previous weekend and just kind of run through what happened at uh, UFC. There's one championship, a couple of championship uh, champ belts were decided there so maybe have a look at that and Bellator had a pretty big fight at Feather um, as well so we'll talk about that and then we'll have a brief look at London. We have a bit of a surprise with London and then we'll do some news at the end. So let's get stuck right into it. Um UFC Fight Not Fight Not hmm. Fight Knight Santos versus Ankalev UFC Fight Night 203 and UFC and ESPN plus sixty one headlined by Tiago Santos vs Ankalaev. Um from the Apex, nothing new there. Yeah.
1: I think the lack of enthusiasm in your voice kinda of sums up the fight, to be honest. I
0: think you know, I've been trying to think about it, mate, because I don't really want to I don't, I just hate being negative about the stuff, right? Because at the end of the day, these two guys are fighting, and it's sport. And sometimes people have off days and whatever, right? I'm trying so hard not to be negative, but this just wasn't. I don't know. I don't think it was bad. I just don't think it's what people were expecting to get. Um, you know, these are two guys who are potential title title challengers, depending on how wins go. These are guys that. Yeah, well, they're actually talking about have being a pretty dominant champ at that weight class. And on Saturday, he didn't look remotely like that. Like, on Saturday's performance, I wouldn't have picked him against Hill, Rakic, Parchazka, any of them at all. I think all of them would probably have taken his head off. Um, Santos, to me, looked really, really gun-shy. Like, really gun-shy. I know he's a bit of a counter striker. I fully under- appreciate that, and I think that's another reason why it was quite a dull fight because both of them are like that. Both of them are quite countery, I think. Um, but yeah, it just it wasn't it wasn't great.
1: That was the great at all, man. I think there was a. I know like have said at the end of the fight when he was doing his interview interview, basically said he wanted to go to 25 minutes. I don't think he was ever going to look for a finish. He wants to get that time basically in the cage as such, and yeah, he wanted to do that, which like, fair enough, I can understand that. But you've still got to make it make it look good you've got to look at the entertaining there's no doubt the guy won the fight I'm not denying that for a setting Santos had a couple of wee, a couple of wee moments and a couple of rounds maybe had a chance to maybe take his head off but as you say he was very shy I think in the first round I think I think Santos actually outstruck Ankaliev but Santos I think through 7 and through threw 4 or something like that, if I remember a, correctly. a whole that, round mate. between two big hitting heavyweights is shocking mate it's ridiculous mate Um, absolutely ridiculous so I was so disappointed in that bad. I think we all expected I think we all thought like Thiago uh, Santos, he's not what he was. He's not quite maybe at that at speed and that power that he maybe previously had that he was so devastating with. And Ankalaev would just go out there and show the title contender that we we hoped he was going to be and we expect him to be. Um I think that was the biggest, most disappointing thing was that ankaliev just didn't go on there and if he wanted to go twenty five minutes that's fine, but put on a show, do it in style, don't just fucking basically slowly outpoint them because Mm -hmm. even say outpoint them, we didn't really outpoint them because outpoint them means you're striking and you're you're moving and you're doing it quickly and you're throwing loads of punches even that didn't happen there was just a lot of grabbing at the cage side as well and it was just it was so disappointing man I know he called for a title shot at the end of the fight and stuff like that as well No, like I have no doubt that this man will fight for a title but that does not put you straight into a title shot not in a fucking million years
0: (coughs) Oh, excuse me well I'm
1: pointing out entertaining aye
0: cheers you're really boring mate you put me to sleep fuck's sake um, yeah I know I agree Um, I, I've never been a fan of the the style of how you win determines the of shot I think that's a bit rubbish I, I always said that and it's something I'll stick by I do understand the argument I do get that if he'd went out there and he'd put on a really good performance and he'd battered say, I just, it looks better but a win's a win for me Um, you still have to beat what's <laughs> in front of you Personally, People have I have
1: given it. Personally, I wouldn't have given it either way if he'd won in style or won not in style. For me, no, still is no, to fight Rakic. No. That is a fight. I know, I yeah. think, I heard Rakic was supposed to be fighting Bohovic. Well, yeah, not I thought that I fight's thought... happening. Did, I did that not get pulled,
0: though? I thought that'd get pulled.
1: Did I I can't remember. Um, I did thought that was awesome. Did I
0: get cancelled?
1: I thought I, I had
0: do I think you can remember hearing something about Blaovic. It was supposed to be scheduled for 26th of March, but Blaovic is injured. Oh, aye, that was the like,
1: Columbus one, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, that was the Columbus headline, and obviously it dropped off. So, um, yeah. I mean, yeah, Rakic, Rakic and Kalayev is the fight to make for me, because you, your light heavyweight title fight is still really far away. What was that, 277? Two, 276? Seven, seven? Two, seven, yeah, June started, started June. So you're talking probably August, September,
1: anyway, before somebody's ready At to least. defend that.
0: There's no reason why Ankalaev couldn't go fight Rackage in the meantime and still be ready for September, October, you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I mean, listen, I understand what I was saying there. Obviously, I understand that, you know, winning in style and all that is great, but, you know, one thing, a good analogy that's always used in football, and it's one that I've heard you use countless countless times, you know, good teams know how to win when they're playing bad. And, you know, title-winning teams, you've said it to me millions of times, you know, title-winners... Figure out ways to win games that aren't going their way or games that are tough, they find a way. I think that's maybe just it could work the same in MMA. I know I, I do understand being flashy gets you more. Look at look at um Paddy, you know, Paddy's he's second fight in the UFC and he's basically co, almost co main in a whole event. where you get somebody like Jack Shore who's 15 and 0 has fought th- three or four times and in, in his on the prelims, you know what I mean? No, I not
1: know. Um, I don't even think it was I don't think it's was because Ankhilev isn't the most flashy fighter in the first place. I think it was just more you wanted a bit of dominance, you wanted to see that guy that everybody's expecting. I think that was the most disappointing thing. And if you don't get that, you at least want to see Thiago Santos just take you see off. That's, mm-hmm. that's that's what that's what people were looking for. You were looking for Ankalev to go out and dominate Santos or you're looking for Santos to somehow catch Ankalev give us that box office extraordinary knockout and whenever I get neither and I think that's what people was probably more disappointed. There's a lot of hype about this fight, and I think. It was just a bit disappointing in the end. Um, ay, look, uh, you could get bogged down in this fight for ages, but it's just one of those ones that I think you've just got to move on, realise where both guys are at this moment in time, and it is where it is, basically. And it's it was disappointing. As I said, I think Alaa Vrakic's fight I want to see personally next. I know Big Bian yeah, maybe goes like well, I want to basically be first in there to get a rematch to get his title back but i still love to see Ancalaya rack it either way whatever we do
0: yeah no I think it needs to happen I think Ancalaya needs another step up I mean he wasn't great against Santos but he still beat Santos end of the day you know he beat him so you know that's what it is it's, it's put Santos back a wee bit um Santos is an interesting conversation though 38 you know I presume he'll maybe take some time off his baby daughter's due to be born I'd imagine soon um with Yannickon and Sky, 38 years old. See, I do It just it feels like it's almost like
1: well, the one oh, one he's had in his last four is obviously the Walker fight, and even then that wasn't exactly a superb last, one,
0: was it? Yeah, that's his last five, mate. Actually,
1: last five. Or,
0: sorry, Jones. Um, um, I mean, I'm not saying he's done. I'm just saying I don't know if there's too many killers in that division, mate. Um. Because I'd imagine if he does take time off, which, listen, he's perfectly entitled to do so, I'm not having a go at him for it, by the way, I would be taking time off myself. Take some time off, spend it with the family, enjoy your life for a bit. You're going to get guys like Hill, um, Rakic, Pachaska, Reyes, even fucking maybe even Ouzdemir if he's on Smith, all champing at the bit, fighting each other to get a shot at whoever's holding the belt. And Santos is going to get left behind, mate. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm even potentially guys like Paul Craig or Krelov, whoever wins that fight on Saturday, you know, puts himself up there in that conversation as well, the Santos is maybe, you know, in kind of no-man's land also, Always kind of, but, yeah, listen, who knows?
1: Yeah, who knows indeed, man, we'll wait and see what happens to Santos, say, we'll take a bit of time off, maybe a division of sort will sell out, and maybe a couple of fights will open up for him, but, at the moment, I really don't, I don't see what's next, you're looking like a guy like Dustin Dukieby, or a, Fuck, even Jamal Hull, maybe, something like that. They, kind of, the two guys kind of, guys coming up kind of early doors in the rankings are going to be looking at Santos and going, I want him, he's high in the rankings, that's a guy I can take right now. And if I was Tiago Santos, you've kind of maybe, maybe taken the six months to a year off and just kind of disappearing into the sunset for a wee bit, it's not a bad idea, because you never see these guys lose their rankings, their rankings never seem to disappear if they take a long, extended period of time off, they just seem to stay there. It's not as if they have to slowly fall out the rankings because they've not fought for long enough. They don't seem to do that. They just seem to stick exactly where they were.
0: It depends. Um, like if it depends if guys behind them come up, but you need you need like three or four guys lower than him in the rankings to fight guys above him and beat them for him to get displaced. Doesn't happen very often, as you say. So you yeah, listen, you never know, mate. Tantos might not even take some time like a lot of time off, you know what I mean? He might just be like, Do you know what, I need to focus on the fighting as well. Um who knows? It's up totally up to him at the end of the day
1: wins are expensive mate he needs to be going No, do
0: no definitely
1: um, oh a Chinese superstar yeah mate this was I would probably say his most impressive performance totally agree but I have a wee bit of reserve reservation behind it as well right because of Marlon fact that for me B- he won't be in the UFC next that's him done I think yeah. there's such a, a rapid decline in Malin Marais that you look at it and you go, fucking hell, man. Aye, great win. Name on paper. Guys fought for a belt. Superb. What a knockout it was as well, man. That wee uppercut. That sharp uppercut was
0: fucking amazing. But... Well, see if you look at Marais' record, right? He didn't beat Aldo. Remember the carry on that where He said it was a shock. Right. Remember? He basically lost his last six. Aye, exactly. He's lost his last six. Um... I mean it's embarrassing that four fights ago this guy was getting a title shot.
1: It shows you that such so it's just such a rapid 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 decline. And well he, he he got a title shot, that's fair enough. He did. But he got that title shot on the back of three first round finishes that was sensational. He was in the UFC, he fought twice, lost his first one against the South South, beat Dodson, beat Sterling first round beat Rivera first round beat a Sun South first round and I think at the time we were probably looking for somebody to fight the Hudo, because I think we were a wee bit desperate for is that was that the is that the one TJ dropped into and then they kind of they come together to make the vacant title
0: which one
1: it's so um Mirage thoughts the hood they did, so oh, that was, was the one they vacated. So, we're looking obviously when I just went in there against Saudo for a vacated belt. So, you look at that, and you go, Right, well, possibly he wouldn't even have got a shot in the first place,
0: but. Saudo stepped up, didn't he?
1: Aye, right. so, so you look at it, and you go, right, he's basically lost his last six, right? So, for me, Malin Moesh is gone. That's why I'm a wee bit reserved in the song you've done performance. Don't get me wrong, I thought it was brilliant, it was sensational. He's never looked sharper, he's never looked quicker. Even the way he tactically was moving around the octagon and st- striking, it was absolutely superb. But I've still got a wee bit of reservation because of the fact that the guy he was fighting was going so fast down a hill that he's fucking got a crash at the bottom of it fucking rapidly. And the crash has fucking happened now for me and he's gone. So that's just a wee bit why I'm holding back and song. Don't get me wrong, I love him. Love the power, man. Love the speed. It's just, he's brilliant to watch. But I'm just kind of throwing the
0: reins back a wee bit. last time, getting too excited. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I I, I can agree with you, but um, at the same time, like I do understand, Marais perhaps like people think I mean he's on a skid, but he's only 33, mate. He's still like although guys get a bit older, they don't necessarily lose their tools. Like say for example, look at um, who's the wee guy that fought Bern Knuckle, Chad Mendes. No. Aye. 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 Chad Mendes, still solid as fuck, and still boxed like fuck, right? He maybe we were older. So the guys still have the tools, but maybe just not quite as sharp as they once were. So although Marlon Marais was on a, a four, a three-fight skid, right? He's fought three absolute killers, mate. Santaygan Font and Divashvili. So I still think that Song don't Win is massive for Song. I really do. Especially at, what, 24 years old? Being a guy that talented, um... I mean, I remember you and know, I used to rave about Marlon Moraes, mate. I loved Marlon Moraes, loved watching him, he was superb to watch. I mean he smashed Algernon Sterling around. Do you know what I mean? He was he was a class fighter when we first started watching it and he was just brilliant. Loved watching him and then obviously just fell away. Um I wasn't even talking see when I mentioned the title fight, I wasn't talking about the Sahudo title fight. I was talking about the fact that he beat Aldo when he didn't beat Aldo and he was supposed to fight Jan for the belt, but he cancelled cause coronavirus and then Jan Jan fought somebody else for that belt, I think it was, was Sant, no it wasn't Sant um, Hagen, it was, it was my Aldo, so yeah, Aldo got the fight eventually, but, like it shouldn't have been Aldo in the first, sorry it shouldn't have been Marais in the first place and it was, so, I, so I was impressed by song, I thought he was brilliant, the upper cup was class, um, I thought it was really, really good performance. Uh, I just, uh, as, but, as I said,
1: I'm, I'm no, I'm not saying that it wasn't, as like I said, I'm just kind of I'm excited. I'm buzzing, but I'm not quite when to fucking hyper train. I'm going to fucking just on a normal train, just chugging along, just fucking doing its thing.
0: Yeah. What about Super Sadiq? Really
1: like, kicks are fucking unbelievable, aren't they, man? Jesus Christ, absolutely he's, fucking vicious.
0: Uh, he's something else because Alex Caceres at that weight class is very difficult to deal with. He's very big, very rangy, um, and I thought. I thought there was I think it was was it the first round Yusuf was really slow to get going. Um Yeah, probably I, I just say. I just thought, you know, maybe not, but no listen, it was a uh, it was brilliant. I thought Sadiq was superb, mate, to be honest with you.
1: He was, he was brilliant tactically and stuff like that and it was, it was so kind of different from Yusuf. Usually he's just a bit of a he just goes out there and fucking tries to hit you as hard as he can. That's, that's his main tool he's his fucking armory, isn't it? But he showed different aspects of his game. I think he had a couple of takedowns there as well, if I remember correctly, didn't he? Yeah. I tried yeah, to get a couple was, of takedowns
0: there anyway. Well, he was brilliant. There was a lot of talk about him. I remember bigging him up big time when he first came into the UFC. Um, there was a lot of talk about him, mate. You know what I mean? Like, um, I mean, he's only lost one fight. So, I mean, he only lost Arnold Allen. So, he's... They,
1: does they, there's absolutely no bad thing about using the Arnold Allen. this guy's a guy who's basically on to five three titles and, do you know what I mean? So
0: Exactly, um, exactly. So he's he's definitely going the right direction. He's still I mean he's only twenty eight, so he's let's hope he gets into the I'm not sure if he's ranked right enough. Maybe he's not. Uh, he's 12th, know, so, right. 12th he's 12, so he's probably going to go up a wee bit in the rankings, I would have thought and then, well,
1: he called it. he actually called out Bryce Mitchell, um after a fight and to be honest you look ahead and you look probably like everybody else maybe tied up you go oh, fuck it I get a two of them in a the fucking cage and see what fucking happens because it could be interesting
0: yeah absolutely <laughs> are you going to, are you wanting to talk about the absolute utter 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 savagery from Khalil Roundtree but it, it's the
1: vicious it's just the pure viciousness it literally looked as though he actually had a problem with Carl Robertson, as if Carl Robertson had said something about his ma and he just wanted to fucking leather him. Honestly, it was unbelievable. The It was pure, unadulterated, legal violence. Like, it was feel, literally violence.
0: It was just unbelievable. It's not very often, right? You see a knockout and you feel like, obviously, you're always a bit like, oh, fuck, that looks like a Sorian. But I genuinely felt really bad for Carl Robertson. Like, I was like, oh, my mate. <laughs> That pure sucks. Like, I was proper gutted for him. Like, 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 if somebody, like, like, I suppose it reminded me of maybe, like, see if you see somebody smaller getting picked on by somebody bigger and you go, oh, fuck, that's a pure shame, man. There's no need for that. That's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> it felt like the playground bully just booted fuck out of somebody for no reason, mate. Like. It, um, it was mental.
1: That's exactly what it was, but I could not believe it. I was sitting there fucking going, what the fuck has he just done mate? That's Unbelievable. I um, sure. as you say because every, everything he threw was unbelievably accurate but everything he threw was unbelievably fucking powerful it was as if he was trying to hit my fucking sledgehammer every time and I just yeah. kept fucking hitting him and then obviously I'm going to kind of dropped over the side of the cage, and then that fucking body cap man Jesus Christ it literally looked as though he was trying to shoot for 40 yards <laughs> like I just fucking leathered him like oh I, I just Kelly kind of to you, Unbelievable violence, it was just sensational, mate. We've seen him a couple of times. You go, fuck me, he looks fucking amazing. And you yeah. see him again, he goes, mm, what happened there? And it's just he can be so hard to miss sometimes, Roundtree. You've seen that for his record Obviously, he's ten and five now. He needs to really go on a wee run. Obviously, beat Bukowski. Obviously, fucked Bukowski up with that knee injury um, last September. So he has to build on that now. And there's no doubt, there's no doubt that guy has skill because you've seen that inside. So hopefully he can go on a wee bit of a run now and go on a tear because he could be he could be somebody fun to watch have really a heavyweights definitely.
0: Absolutely mate. totally agree. Totally agree. If he keeps some as I say, when he's when he's when he's on form he is very much unbeatable, I would say. Mm. Um mate, when,
1: when somebody's fighting like that, I don't know how you stall them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about the next fight. I actually just genuinely do not know what to say about Drew Dober. Again, another one I feel so gutted for Terence McKinney because any other fighter, any other fighter at 155 is going to absolutely get smashed the fuck out of with that performance for Terence McKinney. He just came up against a, a fucking cement truck in Drew Dober. I,
1: I picked, I picked, I picked Drew Dober, by the way, just put it out there. 'Cause I don't think MBL fucking did in the world, but I picked him. Um Drew Dober is as tough as fuck. He's he, he literally must be made of concrete. Like every time somebody fights him they must break their hand or they must just he's fucking brutal. And then you try and wrestle him or you try and submit him, and then he fucking gets out of here and he's just so tough. Drew Dober is one of these guys that if you can get back Drew Dober you're fucking sensational you're a tremendous mixed martial artist don't get me wrong Tyson McKinney is a very good mixed martial artist you've seen that in the first couple of minutes of that fight because he fucking he smashed Drew Dober out of the fucking shop yep. but Drew Dober is just so tough and so relentlessly want to continue fighting and the fighting will never fucking give up it was just uh, I just couldn't believe it when he came back mate it was fucking unbelievable and even the knee hitting with the knee I think there was much in the knee myself I felt like he just kind of fucking clipped his whiskers and all of a sudden fucking McKinney fell backwards and it was just a case of me I don't know if McKinney shot the bed or whatever, but he just got absolutely fucking leathered he after that. He
0: rattled, mate. He got rattled, aye. It was. I, it was. I, it was something else, mate. I loved Drew Dober. I just picked McKinney because I think McKinney's got something else. I just thought maybe too much for Dober. I was kind of right. He's a What?
1: McKinney's a form man, and not he? These two wins that he's had in the UFC so far have been pretty brilliant
0: so to be fair i was kind of right what mckinney had for you know droober was too much for droober the th- droober got through because of his heart and because he's solid um mm. i think the pressure was too much for dober in terms of like it knocked him down he's only asked two or three times you know what i mean so i mean aye, you can come back and say aye but didn't he win aye, that's fine he didn't win but i mean aye it was just it was something else brilliant on. mate
1: honestly anyway. just Unbelievable, it's just like what what I come back to be honest because it was yeah. unbelievable.
0: Um, oh, should we talk about the absolute savagery that is Alex Pereira? It just, it just fucking,
1: I just kicks people for fun and fucking punches them for fun and just, I mate, he's brutal. I'm still disappointed that we'll see them absolutely fucking sparks on the flat out on the fucking deck. Well, this was we, we kind of did. Oh, he, did. he, 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 he fly, did. I forgot about that. He fly and made in his first fight. I forgot about that. I think, I, I th- okay, I'll rephrase that. I expect him to go out there and date within 30 seconds.
0: Yeah.
1: I, look, I I think Alex Pereira and I'm looking at fucking, is um, it Michel Pereira? Who's a bit fucking <laughs> mental. I'm thinking something like that, but even better. Who's even got to do it quicker and get a out of there and say fucking 30 seconds. Just got the there and spark on straight away, I don't give a fuck. That's that god, game over. Um but don't get me wrong, i bronze stock with is as tough as fuck. He gave a good he's got by the way. Anyway, for a guy who isn't obviously the decorated fucking kickboxing fucking sensation that is fucking Pereira he done very, very well.
0: Yeah. Uh I was quite impressed with Silver, actually, to be I was,
1: fair. Um, I was very, very impressed.
0: Um I thought but, it did quite well. Um but yeah, Pereira's a, Pereira, as I have I just, I loved the pure interesting start about Alex Pereira, right? Um, he landed, right, of his total strikes, right? He landed 69% of his total strikes. 7 and 10, every 10 punches you threw, hit those
1: 7, landed,
0: that's, that's fucking mental. That's nuts, mate. He landed 165 of 239. It's actually disgusting. His yeah. strike, significant strikes were only 60%, but still, 60% is... Ridiculous. For to land 108 significant strikes out of 179 is monstrous.
1: That's mental, mate. That's absolutely fucking mental. Unbelievable. Crazy. What a guy, man. I absolutely love I like watching him. I, I kickbox him right up my fucking street. That's what I want to see. That's that's my main fucking bread and butter, so um that's the kind of shit I want to see. So to watch this other Alex Pereira, it's just
0: fucking brilliant, man. <laughs> give me your special mentions on the prelims then. There's a couple. Was it
1: Cody Brundage coming back after getting absolutely fucking smashed for three minutes and 10 seconds, Like properly absolutely fucking smashed up. Um, but what I say he still fucking finished you got in the end. Um, I missed a couple of prelims because we were coming back from Edinburgh Saturday so I got I tried to catch up on them but so I missed a couple of them. There's a can of a great wee finish as well. Um and kinetic, I, thought fucking, I thought Maverick was quite good. Yeah, I thought Maverick was good. Um pretty good fight. Th- I thought Matsell was a bad team to be honest. I didn't think she was really as soon as she could take and do it. it was as if, oh fuck it, I've lost the fight now. As if she it was even going to try and get fucking
0: back up. Which didn't seem very urgent. I mean she'd have four and a half reach advantage reach advantage, she should have used that better. I just felt she'd she she didn't, know
1: how to, she didn't know how to use that. And then when she did get fucking taken down, said she didn't know how to get back up either. So it was like, well, what the fuck are you actually doing? What have you done for the last fucking... You know what Maverick's going to bring? You know what yeah. she wants to do. So one thing she wants to do is take you down. So Max had done a seat with an
0: answer for that bit. There was a couple of things on the prelims. Like, JG Aldrich basically gave everybody in the one two fives a blueprint as to how to beat Gillian Robertson if they didn't know how to. Like, it was an absolute clinic. Gillian Robertson did absolutely sweet fuck all for the whole 50 minutes no I know it was, uh, yeah. it was a really good performance G. G. I'm a bit hit
1: and miss with JJ sometimes Do I see I. Her and I go I go fucking hell you're actually not bad but then sometimes you go fucking, you are fucking pissing I can't I mind I
0: no I was quite impressed with AJ Fletcher in the first round obviously he kind of fell away after that Semmelsberger obviously came back into it but I thought first round Fletcher looked absolutely superb he did look good mate um, but I'm saying say is just
1: fucking tough man he's got a bit of quality a bit of this and he just comes back and he just fucking he wins the fight um, he was a good fighter and he kind of proved that for me on Saturday night to be honest he kind of came back and as you say he didn't have a good first round maybe and Fletcher was really really good and he came back and won the fight
0: in the end you got to love the bonuses, he's Brundage getting 50k for doing fuck all for three and a half minutes but then submitting <laughs> <laughs> Lugan Buller You've got to love that <laughs>
1: Bit a big Craig, were it, back in the
0: day? Yeah, exactly. Overall, I actually thought it was quite a good date, to be fair, I thought it was, the, the quality was quite good, and the fights were, a lot of them were quite even, I thought it was quite good. It
1: was good, but um, I think, I think we said in the show last week, I think this is one I kind of, a very good understated card as such, I think if you don't know your MMA, if you're not pure into it, you're not going to know any names as such, but there's definitely a lot of, for the MMA hardcore as such, there was a lot on this, it was fucking very entertaining, and very, very good.
0: Yeah, nice one. Very good
1: night,
0: man. Right. Enjoyed it. A um, couple of other things to talk about before we move on to London and uh, the news and stuff. I have a wee, quick look at one championship. The one championship had, um, I don't know, three or four maybe fights on it. Um, MMA. Um, but the two we're going to talk about two. We're basically talking about the the. the uh, the championship fights. It was the one involved John Lanaker and Bibiano Fernandez. Um I wanna ask you a question about that. Me. Were you shocked that Fernandez put him on his arse? It was I shocked that Fernandez put Leniker on his arse? Yes. Not overly, no, like but you? Yes. I don't know why. See when I seen the clip I went, Oh fuck that's Lineker on the ground. I was pure shocked. I don't know why. I just felt as if it's just... I mean, I know he's got elbows and I know he's got... But he's a, he's a grappler, as far as I know. You know, we... Um,
1: that's, his, that's his bread. Well, but He has, as you say, got wins.
0: And I know that workers you know, tough as old boots, you know. I know he's... My God, John Lineker's 31.
1: <laughs> Mate, have you, see, if you actually look at John Wyrickr's record, right, he's 31 and 9, right? Or oh, 35 and 9, sorry. See so if you look at the nine guys he's lost to Cody Sandhagen, TJ Dillashaw Oh sorry I meant, sorry, I had a point there but I kind of stopped there That's, He's lost like two fights in his last like, 13 or something like that and It's been TJ Dillashaw and Cody Sandhagen It's just fucking mental mate. Like, And he's finishing people It's not as if he's fucking just Getting on with it He's, just, he's finishing
0: people well, honestly, man, that was a great performance. His left hook that um, put Fernandez down was absolutely savagery. The like, sound think, off it, mate, it was oh, fucking mate. unbelievable. It was like a pure thud. It was like banging your hand off a wall or something. It was ridiculous, mate. Um, Brilliant, man. Savage. Um, other fight we'll talk about, we mentioned him last week, Gary Tonin, being this kind of. He he's a guy that's made the, the jump from um, jiu jitsu um, over to MMA. Um, He's also a legitimately like, world champion at BJJ, but um, I guess he'll now learn that you don't you can't really leg lock a lot in MMA because you will get punched in the fucking face. <laughs>
1: it was like it was something about like how do you get out a leg lock? Just fucking knock the other guy up. Basically, it basically just try like to and
0: it was just aiming. Him squarely for his face it was like I mean basically you're lying there unprotected if you're Gary Torian like you're trying to go for a leg lock and you're on your back we and the other guy we both him. arms
1: to, to the leg locks. so straight away mm-hmm. your face is fucking open in the open and if that guy can somehow twist his body into shape that he literally can just swing punches at your face he was knock you. and it fucking proved the point here
0: they were savage punches man they were fucking awful it
1: was unbelievable mate. It was absolutely unbelievable punches it was brilliant man honestly absolutely
0: superb Last performance from Tanley, really, it was really good. Those two fights were both brilliant, mate. Um, okay, I mean, Tanley lasted a minute, but John Lineker's fight was really good. I thought it was really enjoyable, even only went two rounds. Yeah, it was but a classic really Um, Okay, the only thing from the weekend, oh, there was Eagle as well, remember? Kevin Lee, Diego Sanchez, Ray Borg. Oh, fuck, I forgot Eagle,
1: was on. Yeah. I I've not seen it yet, I'm going to try and catch it I wanted to really watch it, because Ray Borg was obviously that went fucking split decision wasn't it in the end, so
0: yeah, I never, I've not seen it, I just know uh, Ray, um, Ray Borg went split, I want to watch that, because I love Ray Borg. Kevin Lee 30-27s across the board, not really a shock to me, you probably a shock that it went to a decision, to be honest
1: Yeah, um, that was probably the shock thing I thought, where it was, uh, i was surprised it the to decision So I'm going to get beat as well yeah, see, that was a split as well, though. So I wonder if yeah. that was fucking than...
0: It shows you how good the quality maybe is there. If these are split decisions, if they're actual split decisions,
1: you know, like it's pretty good. There's two or three fights on that. I wanna go back and watch. Never got a chance. It's like was this Friday, Friday, Saturday night? i it? It's like. Mm-hmm. So it's still not fucking stupid at the moment. Never got a chance over the weekend to watch it, so I'm maybe hopefully try at some point get back and watch this because. Mm-hmm. It, to see see a progress. I, keep bad I was working a big on that last week now for obvious reasons and I'll hopefully yeah. Hopefully it was as good
0: as we thought it was going to be. So Bellator 276 headlined by the featherweight kind of title eliminator, you could say. Um between Maz Burnell and Adam Boric. Um there was some very good stuff on this this card. Um, I seen what did I see? I watched the finishes. I watched the finishes, and I seen a bit of and Burnell They were close rounds, but yeah, Boric definitely won all five, as far as I can tell. Um, I, I said I'd seen, I seen a kind of highlights package, as far as you know, and that's as far as it went. So, I mean, mas Burnell, if you seen him after it, you'd see he was absolutely smashed up. But yeah, it was a brilliant fight. Very, very good level of MMA. Um, do you guys are just class at doing it basically
1: aye I, I thought that myself Um, I like the wee bit of showboating from Mans Burnell even though he was getting his fucking half handed to him at times um, I like Mans Bornelli he's well, quite fucking, cheeky where did that fucking punch go where did that why like go I and mean, he's like "Ah, fuck's it come down mate you're fucking getting pumped here you do that kind of thing when you're fucking winning but um, no it was good man it was a decent decent wee fight but as you say I had a body it's definitely probably playable one was at least four definitely put it. At least definitely four, plus possibly
0: five rounds out of that fight. Yeah. Um if I was to tell our listeners who don't watch Bellator, right, to watch one thing on this card, right? It would be go and watch the second round, especially if you're in the UK, it's easy to get, it's on the iPlayer, it's free, you can get it anytime. Go and watch the second round of Alex Pelizzi versus Jose Augusto Azevedo. It's pro- probably one of the most mental rounds of MMA I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, how Poliții got to the end of it, I will never know. It was utterly. To be fair, that whole ten minutes and forty nine seconds was fucking superb, but that second round was absolute mental. I, I, I was just
1: in shock, mate. Like I'm, I never knew the result. You said you said the result. I go back watch that fight. Is that who do you think actually won the fight? And obviously I got halfway through it. who oh, the fuck? What's the on about And obviously seeing the mad fucking. He basically Life. get knocked out, and then he get fucking arm broken, and then you're like, well, obviously he's not winning this fight, is he? And then all of a sudden he comes back and somehow gets fucking finished. And I thought, just like, how the fuck did that happen? That's mental.
0: Yeah, it was it was absolutely crazy, man. It was mental. But Alex Politz is legit at that the weight because to take that much adversity and come back and win was outstanding, mate. So fair play to him. It was brilliant. Um, it was, man.
1: It was absolutely superb.
0: Uh, there was some other good performances on this. Uh Phil Davis dominated Angelikas took him down every round. Um Angelikas couldn't really do very much. Johnny Eblen was really good against John Salt I managed to nullify the, the BJJ um quite well. Johnny just kinda pieced him up and just kind of stayed away him. Um yeah, I didn't really I didn't see him. Oh I've seen see the, fin- the, fin- the finisher, I seen the finish, I've seen Romero Cotton, he's huge by the way. Like he's not very big like height wise, but he's i he's five foot ten for a middleweight, so he's an absolute machine. Um, quite terrifying if I'm honest. It says the guy tapped out to ground and pound, but when I seen it, I didn't see the guy tapping. tapping. Um, he was covering his face with both hands, unless he went to the ref. Right, ref had enough. But I think the referee was about to stop it anyway. Um, Cody Law's right hook was savage. That um, see the the Roman Feraldo. It was like a jab. It was. I've no words. I've no what no. I've no words to describe how honestly perfectly straight and stiff this jab was no wonder it put kevin rayford down it was literally the most perfect jab you'll ever see it literally was the straightest arm solid wasn't even that fast it was just bang and obviously put rayford right down um but yeah it was a good what i seen was a really good night so it was really good let's move swiftly on have you got any news for me oh wait no can't do that need to it's time for the news makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, you love that, don't you? I know. I'll I'll get all, I'll get over it. At some, point. it's probably not even funny. It's no funny in front of you, and it's probably not even that funny to me. But I just like it. It makes me smile. So, um, yes. Oh wait. Oh, I get have news.
1: Um, there isn't a lot to be honest. But um, it's been a pretty quiet week. Um, the only really thing I've got a few kind of in the works fight announcement type thing probably mm-hmm. to happen but not official. Um, Robert Walker versus Marvin Fatori, UFC 275, which is start of June, yeah, uh, June yep. 11th. Um, so I think that's weirdly they're the only two that they've not fought each other really in the top five, top six, and it kind of has to happen. It's just 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 because there's no other yep. reason but for them to fight each other but because. Yeah. Um. Rob Font versus Marlon Chito Vera will head line the main event April 30th um, mm-hmm. so that'll be a fucking that'll be a good wee, a good wee fight between the two weights um, and I'm pretty looking forward to that man, it should be good, it's always good to watch Malavaro, he's always interesting, he's always good to watch so yeah. Um. back here to UFC 274 looks like Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson will be made for that night um, I think I probably mentioned before there has been talks but it looks like it's pretty much nearly bang on, going to happen Um. And the only other ones I've got are actually signings as such to Eagle. I've got two signings to Eagle FC, which is Junior De Santos has signed with Eagle FC.
0: Yeah, and he's just been um, announced that he's fighting Jorgen De Castro. Yeah,
1: he will fight Jorgen De Castro on May 20th. So, um, lots well, of good. I know it's big, big De Santos and stuff. uh like he's obviously in the later years of his his career, but it's still a good signing for. For ego definitely, they're definitely making I mean, tracks. Things that are looking good for ego, to be honest. Mm. Um, and the other one was Hector Lombard signed with UFC as well. Now he's the um, better Knuckle Champion. So, I there's, there's some, some things happening. Do you know what I mean? So, um, I'm making some some decent re-signings, um, names anyway. And the other one, really signing wise, was Kayla Harrison's re-signed with the PFL, which I, th- I don't know if people are surprised by it or if it's a uh, I'm not overly shocked to be honest, but
0: it's like a guaranteed million pound every year, mate. Like you'd be stupid not to Yeah, should should be daft not to do it. Do you know what I mean? So I did love I did absolutely love, love, love the PFL though, right? They signed her and I think it was literally within a couple of hours your man released a statement to Scott Coker saying, Right, come on, let's make the super fight, let's do cross promotion. He fucking loves it because he'll make a fortune on that. Like buy-ins, pay-per-view buys and all that stuff, so he was obviously buzzing. That was probably part of the deal as well with Kayla. Kayla obviously clearly wants to fight Chris Cyborg, um, and I think she's basically went to PFL, right, I'll sign me, but can we try our hardest? Try and make that fight. Right, exactly. Um, yeah. see,
1: for, see for see for things like PFL and Bellator, fuck even Eagle now, Cage Warriors, anything below KSW, anything basically below the UFC, Cross promotion, but a very very good thing for them, and it's something I think they probably have to pursue. Obviously, yeah. Bellator had a few things with Rising and stuff like that, and then they kind of went well. So I think definitely going to follow for anywhere. Maybe he's got the UFC only going to fight MD. The, the UFC are never going to do a cross promotional cross promotional fight. Uh, so, but I think for everybody else, I think it's a good thing for them. So definitely. Well,
0: um, yeah, anything else? Because I was going to say the only bit of news I've got is a release.
1: No, I don't have anything else. I've for Gunny Nelson who he's fighting this weekend, but I swap for that.
0: No, well, Greg Hardy was the only other bit of news I had.
1: Oh I forgot I did see that one too, I did forgot about that one.
0: Um Hardly um, a shock, we discussed it last week, said it was more than likely to happen and turns out it did. Yeah.
1: I'm not surprised in the slightest. I think I said thank you said you asked me the question, didn't you? you know, like, yeah, that's that, done. Bye-bye. And I went like, yep, that's it, done. Bye bye. And bye bye indeed. So
0: Yeah. Alrighty, nice one. Um so you'll notice, guys, we did things a little bit different tonight, and that's because we're not technically going to do a look forward to London on this show, but we will give Mark a quick few minutes to talk through it with me. Basically, what we've done is we've done a collab with a couple of other podcasts that will be coming out later in the week, um, of a rundown or sort of a preview of London in detail. Unfortunately, Mark missed it, um, which is a shame, but it happens so i guess i need to give mark the, <laughs> the chance to tell me what he thinks about london and discuss it and stuff like that i'm looking at, we should we should really discuss it on the show but it was just we weren't going to get into it in real detail were we
1: no we're not going to do too much detail um not quite a good in and outs of the for fights and stuff like that but it's just we want like to get hyped up man I just want like, like to talk about it get pure hyped up about it and absolutely buzzing I'm buzzing as it is to get there on Saturday and get in that arena and just feel the atmosphere around it and there's so many different fights that just fucking tingled my balls mate honestly there's just fucking if you look at the card and you just look at the actual fights that have been made the actual matchmaking in these fights has been pretty fucking tremendous to be honest mate mm. it's been yes. very very well done very very well put together by the UFC and, Mate, honestly, I am absolutely fucking buzzing, man. To see, see Alex Elia Tapura, obviously Gnat Wood and stuff. Oh, there's so many, fucking Molly McCann, Jack Shore, obviously Scotland's old Paul Craig, Paddy Puma, Arden Allen, Dan Hooker, fucking Aspinall, mate. It's just fucking, oh, I cannot fucking wait, honestly. Um, I'm expecting a hell of a lot of home wins by the way as well. I, I expect a lot of a British winners, I'm, I'm going to say that before I go any further, but um, aye.
0: It's I think it's a good night couple. for the
1: British fighters.
0: There's only a couple on that card I'm worried for. I'm worried for Jai Herbert and probably, maybe, maybe Molly depends what Luana Carolina turns up. Um, and maybe Mike Grundy. Um, but the rest of them, think, the rest of them, I think, them I, think, okay. I
1: think there's four for me probably.
0: Um,
1: you've obviously mentioned Jai Herbert, Mike Grundy. Possibly Molly. I expect Molly to get it done. I think Molly just a wee bit of a wee push behind her with the crowd and stuff like that will take her through. Weirdly, Jack shows the other one. I'm just a wee bit. I think he probably will come through and get the win, but it's just not an easy fight, mate. It's a, it's a difficult, difficult fight against Team of Um. So I, as I said I think he will win, but I don't think it'll be fucking easy for him. Put it that way. And if it makes it easy, fucking not show me, by the way, because.
0: Um, I can't fucking wait. I I just can't wait, mate. I'm, I'm buzzing for it so much. I really I just can't. Um, you'll need to keep an eye on our Instagram, guys. If I can talk Mark into it, we might do a wee like Instagram live from inside or something or between fights or something, and we'll we'll maybe do something like that. Um, I don't know. We'll That's see. That's a great
1: idea, actually.
0: Um, maybe even see if we can get some other boys on as well that maybe are in different parts of the arena or something see if we can do a wee a wee to so keep your eyes open but um, I do feel bad for Mark missing um, the show that we're doing Um, no. but hey it is what it is mate it's sh- shit happens do you know what I mean
1: yeah it's just like you said in the way that's exactly what it is man it would be good to get a catch up with the boys but these things happen and yeah hopefully hopefully you've done his justice mate that's all I'm saying
0: shut up see to be honest <laughs> What would you rather? Would you rather have missed you know, a preview or the review? You'd probably much rather look back at it next week, I would think.
1: Aye, as long as the... the aye. No, you'd rather them do the preview? Sorry, is that what you said there? Your cut, no, I'm saying if,
0: if you had the choice of missing a preview or a review... So basically, if you had the choice... You want to do
1: it. You want to fucking basically just talk about it. Nonstop, back,
0: back. Exactly, mate. Exactly. So next next week's show is going to be an absolute doozy, man. Like an absolute belter. So keep yourselves uh, primed and ready for that. Um, Anything else, my man? Are you quite happy?
1: No, the only thing I would say is I'm gutted I'm missing Cage Wars on Friday night. I know the headliners don't happen anymore, but I'm kind of gutted yeah. still that we're, even though we're going to be in London on Friday night, we won't be able to get along to the event. So that's a bit disappointing, but... Uh, as
0: uh, at this point. But listen, we'll make it to Cage Wars at some point. We will. Uh, it's on the bucket list, mate. It's on the bucket list, so we'll make it eventually. Um, but yeah, I'm gutted too, as it was a class card. Uh, I'm not as gutted now that Vicenic um, Hughes is off because the card, other than that, wasn't superb but it was all built for that one fight. Um, but, yeah, that is what it is. Look at the, I'd imagine the winner will fight Paul Hughes unless Jordan Vicenic gets the, the UFC phone call.
1: Yeah, that's the first point, mate. Maybe that'll happen, won't you? wait and see.
0: Yeah. Alrighty, thank you, Mark, as always. Right, guys, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. Um, get us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at InsideKHMMA. And if you're listening on Spotify, please leave us a wee review. We would very much appreciate that. Uh, not a review. A rating. Sorry. A rating. Sorry. Uh, yeah, we very much appreciate it. Anyway, have a good week. If you're going to London, behave yourselves. Enjoy yourselves. Look out for us. <laughs> You'll know able to miss us. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, we will be all labelled up. So if you see us come say hello, it would be nice to meet some people. And if not, have a good week. And we will catch you next Monday.